Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR. IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. Welcome in. Final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb down here at beautiful Great Lakes Dragaway out in Union Grove. Make sure you get down here. A huge, huge day of racing all day long down here at Great Lakes. Uh, it's VW Bug Fest that's going to be going on and the Midwest Truck Invasion Oh, God, you guys can't believe it. I sat there and uh, pulled up here, I don't know, a little over an hour ago. And, uh, you know, right around when uh, when the gates were open, or uh, about to open, and the, uh, the, the line just to get in here was huge. A little bit of weather blew through, but the sun is shining now. It's supposed to stay dry the rest of the day. They are going to be running now and all day long. Get out here to Great Lakes Dragway. Already uh, ran into Roy Henning and his father, uh, the founder and the uh, you know president and CEO of this phenomenal facility. And uh, those guys are just out of this world. And you know what a great event. Like I said, the the crowd is going to be huge. Get down here. You're going to have a ton of fun. It's affordable for you the wife the kids the entire family you're gonna love it great food we're sitting inside the uh the torque bar here uh at great lakes and uh we were setting it uh while we were setting up it was still raining a little bit so they moved us into the bar area they know us too well uh you always want to keep uh me and steve close to the drinks uh that is usually a a, a good way to make sure that the uh, the show goes well so uh, thank you guys for joining us. Obviously, we are brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway, the phenomenal facility. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys down here. There's going to be lots of ex-packers down here as well. I know Leroy Butler is here already. Uh, we're going to hopefully get him on the show in a little while. We're going to have Roy Henning from Great Lakes on the show as well. Uh, we're going to have Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media. He's going to be here so just wall-to-wall racing, it is going to be an absolute blast. You're going to have a great time down here at Great Lakes all day, all night. Get down here, bring the wife, bring the kids, bring your buddies, whoever. It doesn't matter. Make sure you're thirsty, you're hungry, great food. Just, it's phenomenal. So obviously, besides Great Lakes, we're also brought to you by David Hobbs Honda 
out in Glendale on, uh, on Green Bay Road and uh, get out there, check out the best selection of new and used cars. And uh, Mr. Steve Zaki is here. Steve, uh, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. This is an, an incredible crowd here. I mean, they're, they're, they, they are lined up from the ticket gate all the way to the road. And, uh, you know, we were talking to Roy, was it last week or the week before, about all the trucks in it. I've never seen so many trucks in my life. I know. It's a beautiful sight, isn't it? It is incredible. And, and it, the weather here, it's starting to, you know, it's starting to break up now. There was a little bit of precipitation out to the west. That's all broken up, and it looks like it's going to be a fantastic day here at Great Lakes Dragway. Yeah, it is. It, uh, when I was coming down here, I left my house. It was raining. I was driving south and uh, hit a clear patch. I'm like, okay, we're in good shape. And then I get a little bit closer, and it's raining sideways. But like I said, the rain has moved out. Uh, the sun came out for a little bit. It's still a little bit cloudy, but uh, supposed to stay dry the whole rest of the way here. So they are going to be running up and down the track all day long, and man, I just I can't well, wait. It, it's one of these situations where there's not only action in the track, but in the paddock everywhere. You have all these trucks here. You have all sorts of vehicles. It is just a spectacular, spectacular scene here. Lots of pretty ladies here. Oh and yeah. Who knows? You might even run into a you know a Packer Hall of Famer. Yeah, Leap Thirty Six in the house, Leroy Butler. Oh, well, you, people call him Mr. Butler. Some call him Mr. Leap. I call him the biggest racing fan I know. Oh, how you doing, Roy Lee? Hey man, listen. I didn't come to see Roy. I didn't come to see Paulie. I didn't come to do this show. I came to see you. <laughs> oh, thank I'm you. I don't see you enough, man. I get, I get jealous when I see everybody but you, so this is amazing. Well, they threw me off the big show. Uh, you know, I think Gary. Well, that's their fault. That's their fault. You know, Gary, you know, he had a problem losing all, uh, all his little uh, <laughs> takes and stuff. You know, he has those horrible yeah. Packer takes. Yeah. And uh, somebody has, has to call him out. It was right. me, and so I get tossed off that show. So, I, yeah, yeah, I don't see you as much well, anymore. I miss you. you. I need y'all to answer a question for me, though. I mean, be honest, okay? Baby Tosh is a very, I'll say, ambitious person. He seems to think that he can get in his car and drive, and he can beat Danica Patrick driving. No, oh, come on. Now, I say, listen, you're on her turf. She's a professional. Right. You're a scrub. So you need to stay in your place. And he had people calling up and was agreeing with him. I say, listen, she's a, a professional. You guys don't know how to hit turns. And First of all, you guys will never fit in a car. That's first and foremost. Because he's like 6'4". It's never going to happen. But if it did happen, I mean, I'm not talking about a video game. Now I'm talking about if you get in a car, put both of them in a car, yep. and just one round time around the oval, you pick the... I mean, I'm a Ricky Bobby fan myself. <laughs> but any track, I think she'll lap him. Yeah. Have you have you done a ride along? Oh, for Yeah. No. I'm from Jacksonville to Rose Street from Daytona. I mean, right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. when you're in a car like that and they go yeah. into that turn the first time, you're like, yeah. okay, when is he gonna break? Because I think we're gonna die. Yeah. I remember going in on a pace yes. car ride with Hurley Haywood at Road America. Yes. Yes. We're we're going into corner five. 
downhill. Mm-hmm. I look at the speedometer. We're, we're approaching 140. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, but I know, you know, Hurley's a professional, so right, you know, that's true. And that's I'm true. like, I got all my. Uh, because I'm a horrible passenger. They gave me a helmet for the pace car. I'm like, wait a minute, why do I need a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> why do I need, well, you just have to have, I said, well, wait a minute, we're just a pace car. I had no idea what that meant. He said, no, just, you're fine. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to say, you know, when, when people, when, when you're a kid, you're in high school and that, you're an NBA fan. Right, you right, go, right. oh, I, I can yeah. play with these guys. And, yes. But I remember first time I went, I was on the floor mm-hmm. for a Bucks game. And yeah. and I saw the size, forgot and, the who, speed. The size and the speed. Yeah. The speed yes. is the one thing. Yeah. Yes. And and it's one thing that you know you see a guy break for or a fast break, you're like, well, I've never seen guys move Absolutely. this fast. I remember one time, and then when when I worked at the mile with Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert and I were screwing around in the office, and you know we're just kind of you know pushing each other, kind of screwing around, and and he, I was a little thinner then, but still I was a big boy. He like, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm a, I'm like six inches off the ground. Oh yeah. And it wasn't that he lifted me off the ground, but I'm oh, there. Goodness. Boom, I'm up on the wall, hanging there. And it was the speed. It was like exactly. And that's what. And that's. And when you get, when you're in a racing, the everything is 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 narrowed down as you get to that top, the point. Right. And I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if it's bowling, darts. Anything, don't football, you betcha. When you're at that pointy end, yes. people don't realize how sharp and, and, mm-hmm. and good you have to be. I would love to see him against Danica because oh, I would love oh, yeah. she would lap him probably two to three times in one lap, yeah. no matter how, how long the track was. Right. And then she would get out of the car, and Danica's <laughs> a little firecracker, so she would talk smack. Yeah, she would mm-hmm. probably yeah. pull out a pair of scissors out of her back pocket and cut his stupid little man bun off because he'd have his little millennial man bun going on the like top Nino of his Brown. head. Like Nino Brown. She would make him cry. Yeah, he, and I would love it. I tell you what, as being, growing up from Florida, Nick Collins knows this. When you're in the state of Florida, okay, just the entire state, you would think that football would be number one. No. You think maybe basketball. No. The number one sport for kids is NASCAR. And when you grow up and you see that stadium coming down 95, you can just see everything mm-hmm. about it, where the turns are. You learn to be tribal with your drivers and stuff like that. But little kids grow up not to – their first helmet isn't uh, – a NFL helmet or a bat or a basketball, it's racing. It's number one. I think because it's 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 a team sport in a way because you have to have your people. Mm-hmm. But these kids, they drive when they're like 11 years old and they're doing these dirt bikes and things of that nature. You're talking about the Super Bowl of sport, and I never get how they would do it in February. Right, first race yeah, of the year. I, but I'm a – you know, July guy when it's in, when they're back in Daytona, July. The, every kid from 16, no, I'm gonna go for, for down. I say 14 to 17, they're at it, Daytona learning to drive. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a marketable money. I mean, it's a machine. I have a friend of mine. 
He's an Auburn graduate, and his yeah. wife is an Alabama graduate. Oh, yeah. And he goes, that be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. he goes, he goes, number one sport in uh, in the South is NASCAR. It's huge. I go, well, what about, he goes, no. SEC football is a religion. Yeah. That's true. You know that. That's true. You'd be right about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah, but Roy Lee was yeah, smart enough huge. not to join the SEC. Right he that. went to the nah. ACC. So. We were independent before you, then. Okay. Because Coach Bobby Bowden. You and Notre Bowden, Dame and all Yes. Things? Coach Bobby Bowden were like, was like, when we go to these bowl games, they give you $14 million. Yeah, and he didn't want to share. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, said, well, yeah. wait a minute. We can just keep this money. But the only problem is you have to set, like, um, you know, you have a rotation of where the Super Bowl is and where, you know, certain things, yeah. you know, you know where each NASCAR event is every year. They may move it, whatever. But it's a rotation. He said if he plays Alabama, Notre Dame, Nebraska, you know, Ohio State, these schools back in the 70s, if I play you at your place once, can you come to mind twice? And he did that with Auburn. And some of these places, nice. mm-hmm. we're independent. We'll go wherever, play wherever. But when you come to our place 10 years from now, and it was just brilliant. Okay, my, it my question I have is when, as you guys as alumni, could have taught those guys and go back to your, your, your uniforms that you wore in the 90s. Because those were the best uniforms. Oh, man, they were, they're not doing throwback. It's the millennials. I man. don't like that. I don't like well, that. who cares about the uniform? When are you guys going to get back to being <laughs> when are you gonna get back to being relevant? <laughs> Because, man, Yo, Florida man. State is straight hurting. Wait, wait, look, we got Hornybrook. I got Hornybrook. <laughs> you said that with a straight yeah. face. Yeah. I give you credit for that. Yeah, now that you're laughing. Good. We haven't had a quarterback. I would you desperate. still ain't got one if you got we're, Hornibrook. We're, we're desperate. The guy's 26 and 6 as a starter. We've never had that since Jameis Winston type numbers. Mm-hmm. We had Francois, but he flamed out. So we were happy to get a kid that's already graduated, that's a grown man. Right. Amongst boys, he can teach them to just stay out of trouble. He's never doing none of that stuff that these guys are doing. So you can go down to a place, he'll be looked at as a god, and he'll be looked at as coming from the Big Ten and being a physical style, running game, play action pass. He's already, like I say, he's already graduated. So that's something that you're looking for to build. And matter of fact, having him there, they got a couple other recruits that he was friends with. And it was like, everything is going to be good again in Tallahassee. Okay, but what's the running back situation now for Florida State? All over the place. Because he comes from a program in Wisconsin where he had, you know, he handed off the football 35 times and everybody's, you know, packing eight in the box to stop these phenomenal running backs of the Badgers. So he should have been able to pick them off through the air, and he had problems doing that. They're going to throw the football more than run it. So he'll get a chance if he wants to, if he wants to, go to the next level to to either hold a clipboard or compete on a, you know, rookie, you know, when they have the the practice squad. Mm -hmm. He'll have that opportunity. Good. Because he's going to be on a national stage. He'll be on TV every week. So if he's good enough, make the throws, you'll get an opportunity. If not, it'll be just like same old badges. You get your degree, you're successful. But it'll be with a Florida State, you know, like a stamp on it. 
you know, you went to Wisconsin to be smart. You go to Florida State to get drafted. That's right. And I think that's the best of both worlds. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show live from Great Lakes Dragway, sitting here with Packer Hall. Oh, we Packer live. Hall, I didn't know we was live. Packer Hall of Famer Leroy <laughs> Butler. Yeah, you so believe sure, that let us on the radio? <laughs> make sure you get down to Great Lakes Dragway. A really special, special day, and the weather's turning out great. But uh, yes, one thing I did want nice. to touch with you, Leroy, the big news. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George going that? to the LA Clippers. And you know I'm a Laker fan, so this this hit me tough be- only because all these experts kept saying he would go to the Lakers. I said, no, something is missing for him to go to the Lakers. He wanted to play with, you know, Paul George, but he also wanted it to be a certain structure. And Magic Johnson was going to be that structure. Well, he's not going to be there. So with that being said, the, you know, because I have to go back, it's – I'm not a real conspiracy guy. I just not. Okay. Okay. Because I believe in God. Okay. Let's move. Put that aside. We could have Chris Paul with the Lakers a few years back, and they blocked it. Right. Nope. Can't happen. So, LeBron James gets together, and these guys go to Miami. Okay. Great. So the league, and you know the union get together, say these guys can pick wherever they want to go because the coaches have been doing it for a while. I've never seen this kind of sign and trade or giving up the future to win now. Right. The Lakers have done it. The Clippers have done it. You know, the teams like OKC and, you know, the Pelicans, they're going to benefit with all these picks, but you don't know how good the the fan base wants to win now. Now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're going to see more of that. You're going to see the Bucs is going to start to do it. You're going to see Chicago start to do it. And, and tell you the truth, the Knicks have tried to do it, but they just kept missing out. So I, I am in shock right now that he's not a Laker because now we're the third best team in California behind Golden State and the Clippers. Well, could the problem be, be uh, Genie Buss? I don't think so. I think the problem goes a lot deeper than that right now. I think the problem is LeBron James. I think people oh, come on, people Joe. do not want to play that. with him. Yeah, they do. Uh, Kyrie Irving couldn't wait to get Palenka, away from him. Get rid of Palenka, man. Palenka is a a fire starter. He's the kind of guy that throws a rock and hides his hand. He was manipulating all this from behind the scenes. I will say this. I'm a Laker fan. I really get into this. The, the AD deal, Anthony Davis deal could have been done last year. Right. But they didn't want to throw in Kuzma. Right. So – Palenka just basically made Magic look bad and leaked out all this stuff. Magic had that deal done. But Genie, and you got a point, but I'm, I'm kind of a big Genie fan for one reason only. She's trying to clean up a lot of mess, right? And that's when you don't really want ownership running teams. You really want owners to stay out of it and just hire basketball people. But sometimes you need to get involved, like the Packers. You need Mark Murphy to get in and say, okay, kids, stop fighting and let's get on the same page. It's a mess in New York, and it's a mess with the Lakers, and they're trying to clean it up. But I will say this. If they don't win a championship in the next three years, when LeBron leaves, people are going to say it was his fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think it's You're a blessing right in, dis- that, in disguise that the Lakers did not get CP3. Because oh, at I, that time? No, now. Oh, now, okay. If they would have got him yeah. years ago, yeah. they would ha- be hanging a lot more banners than they are now. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to be long before, he, you know, he wears out his welcome on every team that he's yeah. on. All his teammates hate him, no matter what team he's on. Yeah. Why is this going to be any different? 
even playing with Kawhi, who's a very understated superstar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just a phenomenal player and, you know, very under the radar. CP3 is going to – he's going to burn that bridge too, man. He does well, I, it everywhere You know, as a Clippers fan, I would love to when, you know, when he came oh, to the Clippers. Clippers. I'm a Clipper. I'm the one guy in – so you're a Clippers, Clippers fan, Clippers fan since about, what, 24 hours? No, 1982. Paul, he's a Clippers fan about, like, 12 hours ago. I go back to I used to. I go call, back to you know Terry I Cummins. I'll call your wife. And Chambers. I'll ask her. Craig Hodges. <laughs> well, you deserve this. Norm Nixon. Gonna... <laughs> no, they actually let me and Steve host a Bucks post game show, and the only reason was because right. they were playing the Clippers. Very nice. And that's and Very with nice. him being a Clipper fan, that's the only reason they let us do well, that. Well, I'm happy show. for you because again, they're going to be the best team, Golden State and the Lakers. Well, I was surprised. You know, CP3, it was looking good with Lob City. He goes, yes. to, he goes to the Rockets. Yes. He, he, zilch. Yeah. And, that, and that the Rockets have got a coach that runs a similar system to the Bucks. It's pretty wide open. You could just shoot. And, but you can't play the iso ball where it just sits there. And that's what Harden wants to do. So now people are, like, calling each other. Like, if not, if J.O. had a team and we're boys, and he said, we can get $50 million by staying where we are. But I would get the – and we're all – and this is a dream, by the way. Hey. We're all cajillionaires. Of course. Let's play together the last three. I would do that if I got a phone call from him. Or from Gary, or you know, from Sparky. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're doing now. You, it just makes you think that I had a conversation with some guy at the barbershop. They say, "Why this? Why isn't this happening with the Bucks? Why isn't Giannis calling these guys?" I said, "Well, Giannis don't want to be buddy buddy like right. that. That's he, just... he didn't want to be in Space Jams too. Right. He didn't want to go to Brooklyn to play with these guys. He didn't want to take vacation trips with these guys." He wanted to dominate these guys. Because he's a competitor, old-school style. I don't think fans understand that. Kawhi Leonard said, listen, I don't care about it. I want to play with one of my best friends, and I take $50 million less, and I want to try to win a championship with Did a you franchise that, re that owner is really Steve Ballmer is, yeah. He's he leading is. that charge. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the numbers on, uh, you know, it was what, uh, $142 million contract, yeah. something like that, mm -hmm. after all the taxes? Kawhi's going to get yeah. something like he gets less than half. He gets like yeah. 45 to 47 You know what, though? And he's I, from there. He knew those numbers. Be, uh, it's, you could obviously say he's not doing it for the money. Well, of course. Because if, he could have went somewhere else. And, and, just, and if I'm Oklahoma City, I'm getting rid of Ru Russ, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I am rebuilding from the – you bottom up, man, because they're loaded That's with That's a great picks. point. Yeah. That's a good point because they got all these draft Tear it picks. down. It'll be a lot of teams will give up a lot for Westbrook at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah, well, we need to take a break now. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking more racing. Yeah. Even though we haven't really touched much. Big big race last night in Daytona, and there's another one coming up this this evening. So, well, it's uh, the split. It's the halfway point in NASCAR season. So we'll talk more in the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you get out here for Bug Fest. And the Midwest Truck Invasion. Here, it's huge. It's, it's huge. A, it's Come on out here. Cars are lining up. Come on out. Don't worry about the weather. We're having fun. It's beautiful. All right. We'll be right back in the final inspection show after this. This 
is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show, broadcasting live from Great Lakes Dragway. It's a beautiful day. It's starting to clear up. It's drying out. And there is a mass of humanity here. It is quite impressive. we got Bug Fest going on. You see some of the coolest Volkswagens you've ever seen and the Midwest truck invasion. And if you're a fan of trucks, come on down because there is, I mean, I can't believe how many trucks. And it's just not, you know, just your, you know, your Chevy 1500 with a lift package. No. I mean, there is a wide, wide variety of old and new trucks. It's pretty cool. It's just, it's a neat event. A lot of, a lot of people to see here, people watching, and it's just turning out to be a really really nice day yeah it sure is steve and uh just so everybody out there knows wednesday every wednesday and uh from now until the snow flies and great lakes is done for the year is ladies night uh however if you get down here today it's like it's ladies night there are a lot of uh, good sites besides just the cars to look at down here so that's just an added bonus, a little uh, public service announcement from the pipe bomb here. Uh, so besides the great food, there's also great sights. And uh, get down here and enjoy it. It is pretty cool. And uh, it's pretty cool because we're in the halfway point in the NASCAR season. Yes, we are. And Daytona and quite the exciting race last night. I mean, you have to, if it was delayed, so it was a late, late start for the Xfinity Series at Daytona. But from start to finish... That was probably the best Xfinity race, not to mention probably Cup race that we've seen in many years. It was that uh, it worked out really well because I was up north with the family and got a late uh, a late start headed home last night. So I got home, turned on the TV, thinking I was going to catch the end of uh, Xfinity, and they were just about to drop the green flag. So perfect timing. Oh, it, it worked out wonderful. I got to watch it. Now, what did you think of the victory celebration with the smash and the watermelon and all that kind of stuff? Well, we're going to talk to Dennis Michelson in uh, in the next segment here about that. But it's uh, uh, it's it's fun. I like it. Uh, for those who may not know, Ross Chastain uh, won the Circle K Firecracker 250 last night, and he's a he's a cool story. His family is a they're from Florida, so you got a home home state boy winning the race last night. Uh, you know, far, farming family they weigh, and they raise watermelons. What's mm-hmm. more southern than that? So, and he's got a little thing that he does with the watermelon and that, and it's it's pretty interesting. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is we'll also to be talking with Dennis with his colleague racing. Colleague racing's been in the kind of came into the sport uh, affiliated with uh, Richard Childress Racing, I believe. And uh, they've kind of grown, grown. You see them a little bit more every year, kind of getting better results, better results. But had not won. so uh, Had not finished better than fourth. Right. The team went out and said, let's, let, let's, go lo- let's get loaded for bear for Daytona. He goes, I want to go trophy hunting. So they get three drivers. They got uh, Chastain, uh, Justin Haley, who's the regular driver in the 11, and then they brought in A.J. Allmendinger as their ringer in the number 10. Well, they crossed the finish line one, two, three last night. It was an incredible finish. Uh, unfortunately for the team, though, uh, A.J. Allmendinger failed post-race inspection, so now he's been moved to the 38th position. But uh, 
for for last night at least it was a one two three finish everybody was celebrating but in the record books it's going to go down as a one two which in itself isn't too bad when you get your first uh, career win as a team first trophy for them uh you know they've been in uh in the series for i want to say four years uh they recently signed the engine package with rcr uh to have rcr horsepower and all that and obviously it's paying it paid dividends last night uh for them and you know obviously before the uh, aj failed inspection for all three of their cars to beat their career best finish right. ever yeah was was amazing and uh you know people were giving uh, justin haley a lot of hell on twitter last night saying that he didn't race hard enough like he should for the win because he was a being a good teammate and wanted calling uh, racing to go one, two, three, and all that. And to me, that's kind of uncalled for. It, he I think didn't, it is because... He didn't pull over. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. That was the only time during a race where they were strung out like that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it was you have two to three lanes of uh, cars. So that was the only time where they really pretty much kind of ran clean and kind of ran a conventional you know, single-file line at towards the end of the race. So I don't think he would have. And I think if he would have, he would have brought the other – he probably would have fell behind him and brought the other cars closer. So there's there's certain times during strategy where you have to think big, you know, big picture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, he didn't pull over. It uh, He still raced hard and all that. I, I don't think it was warranted. I think it's phenomenal for that team. Congratulations! And, and here's to them. the thing: they were trophy hunting as a team. Yeah. And he is the everyday driver. If I'm the everyday driver, I don't want to cause us not to win, win the trophy. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he, you're, you, you have a team owner that invested a lot of money into this. You don't want to be the guy on the team to screw it up. No, because if he would have taken him out taken uh, Chastain out, and then they would have lost that or win. Or brought that second group up to them. Yep. Then all of a sudden, exactly. your prospects for next season and beyond start getting dimmer and dimmer. So it was a good career move. Or you might it, see Ross Chastain as your everyday driver. Well, yeah, absolutely. So it was a good career move. It was a good move uh, for the team. And, uh, and, yeah, it was a phenomenal race, and congratulations to uh, Colleague Racing. That was, that was phenomenal and, last night. And the neat thing, A.J. Allmendinger, who, I mean, started in the back in their final restart, brought the car up to third, made some really, really slick moves. He'll actually be at Road America in August running for Colleague Racing, so that's pretty cool. He's running a limited schedule. I think he's running four races for them total. So a pretty neat deal. And uh, for an Xfinity uh, field that didn't look too too great, uh, and we've been bitching about it for the last few years with the Cup interlopers. Last night, I think, is how it should be. Yeah, it showed that the series can stand yes. on its own, and that they do have enough talent. And if they get the if NASCAR finally ever gets the package right, and the race goes right, and this is after a rain delay, you know, a, a lengthy rain right. delay. For them to put on a show like that was phenomenal for the series, and I just hope that enough people were actually still tuned in and able to watch it and didn't miss it because of the super right. late start and all that because you missed a phenomenal race. And, you know, this is the longest we've talked about Xfinity combined in two and a half years besides right. what we're making fun of that series. Right. So, you know, you got to tip your hat, and uh, they put on a hell of a show yesterday. 
Pretty cool. I tell you what, let's take a, a break here, and when we come back, we'll talk with Dennis Michelson coming up in the final inspection show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Strayway in Union Grove, where we are broadcasting live, and I see a little puppy dog. So come out to Great Lakes Dragway. You might see a cute puppy walking in through the paddock area. But uh, we have the Midwest uh, truck series out here. These guys are cool. Lots of trucks. And, of course, Bug Fest, too. And you might even get a chance to meet Packer Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. So coming up next, Dennis Michelson on the Final Inspection Show. show broadcasting live from Great Lakes Dragway. We are broadcasting from one of the places where you can get an adult beverage if you would like. That's at Torque Alley, which is, I guess, you could say almost uh, in the middle of where you would park in the north end of the paddock. It's where, uh, where old Broadway Bob's uh, gift shop is, just a little bit. You can't miss it. And uh, Great Lakes Dragway, of course, every year they kind of add something new and they added this a couple of years ago a very nice place it's a it's a full a full what's a permanent structure i think is what i'm trying to look for and you can get in a nice adult beverage and uh, and get out of the sun which i think will be popping out here in a little bit what do you say jeff yeah sun's been uh, in and out but the rain's supposed to hold off the rest of the day as you said the crowd is huge uh you know bug fest the midwest truck invasion uh like i said when i when i pulled in this morning man that line was Phenomenal. It was. It was. Uh, I've never. I've been here for quite, quite. You know, going back to the '80s for events here, and I was shocked. I mean, it was pull. And I, like I said, I've never seen so many trucks in my life. It's a pretty cool event, and uh, come on out to Great Lakes Dragway and have a. I mean, it, it, it's 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 pretty cool. It's a really really neat event. I mean, I wish I could, uh, kind of. Well, maybe we could do some live video later or something, but it is a really, really cool event, and we're going to have cars in the drag strip later, and uh, you got good food. Yeah, it's... Have a beer and just enjoy it. It's very... It just And the weather right now is just phenomenal. It is. It's perfect. It's not too hot. There's no humidity. Uh, it's, it's great. And like I said, the sights are good, uh, trucks and otherwise... So, uh, you know, phenomenal facility. You, you, know. you know you know who else is phenomenal? Who's that? Dennis Michelson, who is joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dennis Michelson, welcome to the show, sir. What an amazing segue. That's why you're the <laughs> man, man. I'm telling you. And I, I wish I had, had made the trip up to uh, Great Lakes today, but... You know, I'm playing in the big uh, Danville Cornhole Invitational later on today. So, well, I mean, um, you can't pass that up. Yeah, but you know, you can still make some wagers out in Vegas. I'm a 75 to one long shot to win the whole thing. So, you know, I I, I would put I would put your money on. It. That's, that's the way I'd, <laughs> I'd feel. But no, great great like dragaway is one of my favorite places on earth. I mean. Where else can you go and watch some cool cars and today trucks racing down the uh, dragway, but also get some of the best 
food you're ever going to get at a racetrack. They have such a great selection. That's that's quite neat. Yeah, they sure do. It, uh, it it's a great scene out here. So we're sorry that uh, that you couldn't be out here today, Dennis. But we're glad to have you on the show now. Going back before we get into uh, into stuff with uh, Daytona and everything like that. Going back to last week, you had Kevin Harvick who you know, had the dominant car at Chicagoland, leading the race, um, setting a good pace and everything like that. Just, you know, they had the three-hour-plus rain delay and all that, and then they ended up getting uh, getting it back underway. And Harvick's just dominating, ends up hitting the wall. Is he kind of cursed this season? Between him being cursed and Denny Hamlin whining about penalties, um, you know, that sort of, missed all the opportunity to uh, celebrate the big winner, which I will point out that Mr. Steve Zuckerberg called last week. Um, you know, I'm going to give you full credit, C-Man, because you were shouting Solman has a really good chance to win this thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, it's the old adage of the Bryant, you know, the blind squirrel getting a nut once in a while. Yeah, his hat just exploded because you made his head grow so big <laughs> right there, Dennis. <laughs> So that was that was a heck of a sight. I appreciate that. There you go. And I'm really glad that when you brought up Roman that I didn't say, ah, that doesn't have a chance to win. But uh, no, it was it was a crazy race, and the pictures and the video of that storm coming in last Sunday was was just amazing as well. It it was uh, it looked like a big old alien spaceship was about to uh, touch down there at Chicagoland Speedway, and this is why that race was originally moved from July, is they, they had some bad luck with the weather, both the combination of the rain and the combination of the heat and humidity causing a lower fan count, and of course got the chance to move it to the first race in the chase, and they sold out you know, for a couple of years in a row. Um, now they're back to uh, facing that July weather, which is really hit or miss in Chicagoland area. Now, I never heard a, meteorolo- a meteorologist, which is some of our listeners might not be aware of, that you are as an alien spaceship. I mean, I, I'm assuming you're talking about a rain shelf cloud? Yeah, well, it's the, they, they call it the mothership. There's a huge, <laughs> uh, severe thunderstorm wall cloud coming um, because it does look like out of, you know, the movie Independence Day when the, when the big clouds came you know, came in rushing forward in front of the big mothership. But that is actually a technical term that uh, storm chasers have used for years. Really? Mothership. Yeah. Interesting. But that's exactly what it looked like um, to me. It was just some of the, the photography and, you know, there were some of the pictures and the videos that were taken of that storm coming in were, uh, were pretty phenomenal. Well, our, our, uh, my co-host here, Jeff Orlowski, was at the race on Sunday. What was your overall uh, opinion of the everything, ambience, the race itself? You know, it was it was good. Uh, the crowd was bigger than I expected. Um, you know, it was it was kind of a mess because you know it's out there. It gets underway. They run 11 laps. Then the caution comes out due to weather. Three hours and 20 minutes later, they get back underway. Uh, so that, you know, definitely put a damper on it. And, you know, it went from a blazing hot day, and then once the uh, storm from hell 
uh, blew through, then it was, you know, it was very comfortable and, uh, and a lot better time. But, you know, there was a... What does one do during a rain delay at Chicago Lane? Not much, Steve. There was very little going on down there. That's what I heard. That was kind of the scuttlebutt I hear. You know, and it's not their fault. I mean, you know, when you put up a racetrack, you want to kind of put it in a remote area because, let's face it, uh, you know, racetracks in urban areas aren't the best way to go, you know, with the exception of being Indianapolis, which was built in farmland back in 1909. But then you have the Milwaukee Mile, which, of course, has its issues in that. But there's uh, that, that's a problem that you have with some of these newer tracks where they're located. If there's a rain delay and there's not a lot of infrastructure going on, you know, with restaurants and places, because I remember one time I was at a, we had a rain delay for a, a race at Milwaukee about 2005. Me and my buddy were at a steakhouse on Greenfield Avenue, and we sat next to some USAC officials. Yeah. And they get a call on the radio, hey, we're going to start in 45 minutes. Like, oh, eat. okay, everybody's eating as quickly Check, as they can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you know, it, uh, it, it wasn't very impressive. Uh, you know, we were down in the infield, and uh, they had the whole fan zone and everything like that. And there was a ton of people down there in the infield, but there was very little in the fan zone. There was, it was practically nothing. So, you know, the only thing that there was really to do was, uh, you know, sit there. And if, if you could go in a garage, you know, you watch the guys work or whatever. But, right. uh, you know, there, there wasn't anything and uh it was very underwhelming but finally chicagoland had a very very entertaining race and again it happened after a huge long rain delay like what we saw at daytona in the xfinity series last night dennis any final thoughts on uh chicagoland oh just great to see another underdog win you know i know it's hendrick motorsports but alex bowman needed that win so bad yes he did um, you know, great to see it. And, and uh, I always think it's great when Denny Hamlin won. So I was happy on two occasions there. Very good. Uh, I, I tell you what, let's take a quick break here so we get back, kind of back on schedule here. When, when, when we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Dennis Michelson, D-Mike Media. We're going to talk about some of the things that occurred last night, especially with the kind of exciting, uh, I guess, uh, the bl- blossoming of colleague racing and, and just where they came from and we're talk a bit about uh, uh, the the teams and the drivers and that so when we come back on the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway broadcasting here in Union Grove make sure you get out uh, just for a spectacular summer day in Wisconsin with uh, pretty girls pretty cars and pretty trucks yes, doesn't sir. get much better than that no it doesn't so uh, we'll be back after this on the final inspection show this is final inspection with steve zaki presented by the legendary great lakes Dragaway in union grove on 105.7 fm the fan hey welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary great lakes Dragaway. What's going on out here, Jeff? Well, you got the bug fest, you got Midwest truck invasion. And it is an invasion. It is, yeah. This uh, this place is packed. The, uh, the line to get in was, was outrageous earlier this morning. Uh, but they, they get them in here, and uh, it's, it's not a long wait. So don't worry about that. Just get your butt down here. Come say hi to Steve. 
Uh, obviously, Leroy Butler's down here. In the house. Uh, you know, kissing babies, shaking hands, signing autographs, doing everything that a Packer Hall of Famer does. And uh, just having his smile uh, on the premises is uh, worth the price of admission itself. So, uh, you know, phenomenal day. The rain's going to hold out. Every, everything is perfect today. And we got uh, the sun is starting to peak out. And this is- Looks like we're experiencing some technical difficulties down at the Great Lakes Dragaway. The final inspection show is currently on air uh, with Steve Zaki and the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. We're going to take it back to break. Hopefully we can get them back at the top of the hour. You are listening to the final inspection show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 